Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to remind you, church, this morning that the cross of Christ changes everything. You know, some of us, we've been walking with God for so long that we forgot what the cross of Christ represents. It's everything. It is absolutely everything. Come on, this place right here, when somebody comes to the cross and, and the work that was done on the cross, their lives are changed and transformed. Never to be the same again. Put on a new direction, a new journey. This morning at the end of the service, we get to baptize yet another person because of the power of the cross, because of the power of Jesus Christ in their life. Amen? The best decision that you can make is to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I'm telling you, that'll take you on a journey that you never fathomed that you could go on. You know, I'm just looking out here, and, and I just, I see Jeremy. Maybe it's because of the cool colored shirt that he has. But I'm telling you what, Jeremy hasn't always been where Jeremy is today. Amen? And guess what? God's not finished with him. Like, he's not a finished product. But he is so much in, in such a better place than he was at one point in his life. Is that correct? Am I, am I mistaken? Amen? And the same is true with most every single one of you. And I'm telling you this, that God loves you. Come on, he has good things in store for you. Amen? He has given his life for you. And I praise the Lord that he shows us his glory every single day in the life of one in the life of five, in the life of ten, in corporate worship. Like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to convince ourselves, you know what I mean, to enter in and to participate in singing this song because you've been walking in God's blessings all week leading up to today. So sometimes, how about worship just being a point of appreciation, a, a point of praise, a point where we just say, God, thank you for being better to me than what I deserve. Amen? Just allowing yourself to move from that place of gratitude, that, that place of appreciation, saying, God, I know I'm not a finished product. I know, that, I know that you're not finished with me, and God, I still disappoint you, but holy cow. Can we say that? Holy cow. Turn to your neighbor and say, holy cow. I'm, I am so different than where I used to be, and I'm grateful to God. The power of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, in the life of a person that believes. Amen? Woo! Go ahead and turn to your neighbor and tell them good morning. Um, ask them if you can shake their hand or, or give them a hug or just a fist bump or just wave at them. But uh, make sure and greet them somehow. Let them know how happy you are to see them. You may be seated. I want to take a moment and welcome, you know, our online church this morning. And I uh, want to say thank you for your faithfulness. We've got people from all over the United States that tune in every Sunday morning. Some of you are so faithful. Every morning you're here. 
And, um, and we just want to welcome you. We want you to know that we pray for you and we so appreciate you being a part of our church family. And I encourage you, you know, for some of you, I know it needs to, um, you know, it's going to, it's a, it's a long journey, but if you can ever make it in person, we would love to give you that invitation and we'll do you right. We'll treat you right. But thank you so much. Come on, Grace Church. Let them know how much you appreciate them this morning. And, um, and we love that you're, that you're with us online, but I also want to encourage you, the greatest thing that you can do wherever you live is find a good, solid church and get plugged into. You know what I mean? I know that online church, it really serves a purpose, but you need to be connected to the body of Christ as well. You have to be connected. And you're like, I am connected. You're my family, and that's great, but I'm telling you what, God has given you gifts and talents to use that a current uh, church in, in, in a location that's close to you, they need what you have. And guess what? You need what they have. And it's important. You know, it's easy in a time like this to, you know, to just be, you know, to be satisfied and, and, and get fed, you know what I mean, online. Some of us, we, we watch a lot of different a lot of different preachers and teachings, and, and that's fantastic. But please, don't let that substitute... Come on, you being planted in the house of the Lord. It's very important. And in a time where, you know, things are being challenged and things are going to continue to be challenged, it's going to be important that you're a part of a team. And so I encourage you in that. But, God, we just absolutely appreciate your faithfulness being a part of us. You can be a part of us, too. But get plugged into the local church. And if you're from around this area... As soon as you start feeling a little bit more comfortable, please come back. Please come back to the house of the Lord. We need you and we love you. And uh, we're looking forward to that day. Come on, church. Let them know how much you appreciate them this morning. I'm so grateful for the favor of God on our lives, aren't you? You know, sometimes we just need to be reminded. First of all, before I go any further, can I just... Give, uh, give our worship team some appreciation. Matthew, um, I, specifically, I specifically want to you know, appreciate you, not for just leading the team, but for doing the work this morning to prepare the soil for the word of the Lord. Like the soil is completely prepared, and it's because of what you've done um, this morning and then the support of the rest of the team. But I just want you to know how much I appreciate that, and I appreciate you. Amen? All right. So I'm thankful this morning for the blessings of God. Uh, uh, in a day and a time where, where so many people are discouraged, in a, in a day and a time where it seems like you know, we're surrounded by trouble, I, I want to be a, a voice to you this morning to let you know that God is in control and His favor and His blessings are on your life, amen. Um, you know, sometimes we can lose sight of that. I also want to just give a big shout out and some appreciation to, you know, the people that have, that have identified opportunities to serve during this weird time that we're in. Um, there's so many really cool things that are happening, um, you know, just this last week. One of uh, many things that, that we were able to do was to deliver cookies to all of our teachers in our area, letting them know that we were going to be praying for them and that we've got their back and we appreciate them. Come on, isn't that so cool? 
I wish that was my idea, but it wasn't. All the good ones are never my idea. But, uh, and then, and then we, we, we delivered a bunch of puzzle, you know, sun, uh, sunshine package to, to so many people, um, you know, a puzzle. Um, but just little things can sometimes go a long ways. And guess what? There's so many, there's so many chances for us just to love one another and serve one another, isn't there? And uh, encourage one another. I heard this a long time ago, and I just made it my own, that a little bit of light, somebody say a little bit of light, goes a long way in darkness. A little bit of light goes a long way in darkness. And so the little things that you do, they make a big difference and a huge impact. And so I want to say thank you. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, and it's good that you're here this morning because we're starting a brand new series. Somebody say, new series. I love that. When we start a new series, it's fantastic because, because you're, you're getting the whole thing from the start to the end. And so my challenge to you is this. Um, if you're new here, if you've been going here for 50 years, my challenge is this. In a new series, we're challenging you to remain clear through the entirety of the series. I think this is probably going to be a three-message series, and so... If you're checking us out today in person or online, I'm encouraging you to at least give us the next three to four Sundays. And then you can say those people are whack and crazy and I'll never want to go back there again. That's fine. But I encourage you to stick around for the next few weeks. This new series is called A Great Choice. A Great Choice. You know, one of the greatest choices that you can make as a Christian is to choose life. And, um, and I want you to know that that uh, as Christians, like sometimes that's not even the default. Like sometimes it's easy, especially when you feel challenged or if somebody thinks differently than what you think, it's, sometimes it's easy to give back to them what they're giving to you. And I'm just telling you this, that one of the greatest choices that you can make in life is to choose life. Christians, in all that we do, in all that we do, in all that we say, in all that we, you know, in everything that we portray, we as Christians need to be choosing life. Somebody say that, choose life. Now turn to your neighbor and say, choose life. Now give them a, uh, you know, turn to your other neighbor and say, listen, I'm going to choose life. I declare today that I'm going to choose life. I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Um, we're going to start with verse 3. But before I begin to read this passage to you, and it's going to be a decent-sized passage, before I begin, I want you to listen to the spirit of the text. Come on, the Bible says that there's the letter and then there's the spirit. The letter oftentimes kills, but it's the spirit that, was, that does what? It gives life. The letter sometimes kills. Have you ever, have you ever known somebody religious and, and they operate out of, out, of, out of religiosity, but there's no love? The letter of the law oftentimes kills, but the Spirit of God is, is what gives life. And so I want you to listen to the Spirit behind the text this morning. It says this, Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you. He will bring you to the land that belonged to your ancestors and you will take possession of it. 
He will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. Then the Lord your God will make you most prosperous in the work of your hands and in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock and the crops of your land. The Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous just as he delighted in your ancestors. Now listen, hear the writer talking and explaining the good things that God has in store for the audience that he's writing to. And I just want you to know that it's okay for you this morning to come to a place of understanding that God also has good things in store for you. Like he has, he, has, he has blessings for you that you're not yet experiencing. Come on, he's got joy that maybe, that, that maybe has been absent for a long period of time. I'm telling you that the plans that the Lord has for you are good plans. Praise the Lord. Come on, he delights in you. He wants to delight in you even more. Verse 19 says this, This day I call the heavens and the earth as a witness against you, that I have set before you life and death. Somebody say life and death. Blessings and cursings. Somebody say blessings and cursings. And then he says, now choose life so that you and your children may live. Now listen, I don't know, what it, I don't know if I'm just getting a, uh, an invalid read here this morning, but I'm going to start having the ushers bring coffee in this morning so that you can wake up a little bit, okay? Um, I, let, let's, let's engage a little bit more. Like, I, let, let's make this more interactive. If you need a tea, raise your hand. We'll, we'll help you this morning. But, uh, uh, yeah, choose life. Come on, let's be alive this morning. As a Christ follower, we have choices. You, you, you have choices to be happy about the service today or not. You have choices this morning you know what I mean, to participate or not. You've got choices to go or not to go. You've got choices to do or not to do. You've got choices to say or not to say. You've got choices to love or not to love. You've got choices to forgive or not to forgive. You have choices every single day. But I'm telling you, part of your identity, the DNA that is in you now that you are a Christian, a Christ follower, is that you have a choice to choose life or death, but it's really not a choice if you're going to serve the Lord. Amen? Choose life so that you and your family may live. We've got options. You can enter the day with man. I've got to go to Sunday service or Wow, I get to go and be in the house of the Lord and worship and, and to be challenged and to, and to pray with people. Amen. You can wake up tomorrow morning, man, I just hate this job that I'm in. I can't, you know, I, I, I don't even really want to go. Or you can say, wow, I get to go to work today. I get to provide for my family. There are people that don't have jobs that wish they had your job. Amen. Praise the Lord. Maybe something better is coming, but praise the Lord. I've got work today. Amen. And I'm going to be the most of it. And you know what? That person at, jo- at, my, at my workplace really just irritates me. They just really irritate me. But you know what? I'm going to shine a little sunshine their direction. I'm going to serve them a little bit better. I'm going to make it my prerogative to change 
Come on, their stinking attitude. Amen? And guess what? When you change your stinking attitude, maybe their attitude will change a little bit. Right? So choose life. I want you to know this morning that choice is not a, this choice is not a service level decision. This choice is a decision that is made deep on the inside. It's made with self-talk and, 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 and self-communication. Like, if you're going to choose life every single day, you better start your day off the right way. You, come on, you need to go into your day planned and prepared. Come on, with, a, with an agenda, with a plan. Come on, knowing that you're not alone, but God is with you. Amen? Because the enemy's going to throw you curveballs and sliders and knuckleballs. And you're going to be, you know, you might get knocked back, but you got to remind yourself, you know what? I'm choosing life today. I'm choosing love today. Praise God. Starts deep within with that internal dialogue. Before you ever take action, especially appropriate action, you start thinking. In fact, I will say this, that whenever I've made some of my worst decisions, and I've made many... It's been because I haven't really engaged my mind before I, before I acted. Or maybe my mind was just in the gutter already and it was just easy to take the action that I took in the, in the heat of a moment. Come on, what does choosing life look like? I'm telling you, confidence, gratitude, joy, happiness, peace will flow deep from within a person that chooses life. Love will be present for a person that chooses life and makes the choice to live. Come on, makes the choice to make a difference. Come on, you know people, and I hope it's not somebody in your family, but you know people that if they're going to say anything, it's going to have a negative connotation. It's going to be quite the opposite of what I'm speaking to you today. It's going to be negative. It's going to be fear-driven. It's going to be death-filled. Come on, when they speak, you know, you're discouraged. But then you also know people, and hopefully this is you, that when somebody else is going down that road of discouragement, speaking death, come on, this person rises up and says something powerful and positive. Come on, not to argue, but just to change the course of the atmosphere that's being created because you are not going to thrive in an atmosphere of death and dying. Amen? Like you have that ability when you choose life from the depths of who you are is going to flow the fruits of the Spirit, and it will change. It will change. In fact, I believe right now, even by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord is saying that there are some of you that are identifying that you have not spoken life in a long time, and today's the day to make a shift and a change. And I want you to know that if you'll yield and you'll make that decision, you're going to find yourself, come on, being what it is that God's called you and created you to be in the thing that you want to and desire to be yourself. Somebody might say, well, you don't understand. I've been through some difficult times. I've been through some tough situations. You know, I don't know anybody that have experienced loss and pain. This is what you would be saying, like I have. Like maybe some real tragedy. And I'm just saying, even in the middle of tragedy, you still have a choice. Like the enemy doesn't steal your choice. You still have the choice, come on, to choose life. In fact, I would say this, that oftentimes it's hardships and devastations and broken hearts that changes the course of a person to become something that they were never created to be but they've become that thing and all I'm saying is this is it possible 
that the Lord is calling you back to your original design? Is it possible that you could say about your childhood or many years ago that you used to be a person of compassion, you used to be a person that loved, you used to be a person that, that was uh, you know, building others up, and you used to be a person that would surround somebody that was having a difficult day. But now your attitude is something different. Is it possible that the Lord has taken you back to what he created you to be originally? You know, when I was in the Marine Corps, I don't talk a lot about this, but I went through some real hardships. Um, lost um, a couple of people that were, that were like brothers, you know, to the small group that, that, that we were in. And I'm telling you that, that, you know, with some other issues that I had before that, I can look back and I can identify how the, how the enemy just used these hardships to take me away from who I was created to be. And, and, and I'm just saying that, that, uh, that, that you've got to come to a place in life where you identify, where you're asking yourself the question, do I like the fruit that my life is producing? And if you don't like the fruit, I'm telling you this, that you can that you can change. If you don't like the fruit, get off the train of negativity. Get off the train of hatred. Get off the train of having a hard heart and lying to yourself and, see, and saying that, listen, this is my protection mechanism. You know, Get off that train. Like Maybe some of you just need to be reminded that you can choose life again. Like You don't have to spend the rest of your days guarded. You don't have to spend the rest of your days doubting. You don't have to always always be asking, what is this person's angle? I feel like they're trying to get one over on me here because you're, you're living outside of, of, of past hurts and, and, and maybe what somebody did at an earlier time in your life. You can choose joy. You can choose happiness. You can choose life. You can choose to smile. And I'm telling you this, that self-talk it matters. The conversation that you are having in your head, come on, with yourself, it matters. In fact, this is why I would say why the Word of God is so important to you. Because when you know God's Word, you can speak God's Word. And if you don't know God's Word, this is what I would encourage you to do. When you read God's Word, read it out loud so that you can hear God's word because it's God's word that will change you and heal you and make you new. Amen? I just love that. You have to listen to God's word. You have to know it. You've got to stand on it because when something is challenging you, you've got to be able to go back and say, you know what? I know I feel this, but this is what God's word says. Wow. Wow. Okay. Psalm 91. Just listen to the word of the psalmist. It says this, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. I'm not going to trust in my job. I'm not going to trust in, in this or that. I'm not going to trust in my car. I'm not going to trust in other people's opinions of me. I'm going to trust in the Lord. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shall thou trust. 
His truth shall be my shield and buckler. I shall not be afraid for terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by the day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come close or nigh to me. I'm telling you that when you begin to read and profess and proclaim, come on, God's word and, and, and his characteristics over your life, there's a shift that takes place come on you can't remain the same there's a there's a change that that happens come on the atmosphere your attitude begins to change right some of the greatest things that you can do when somebody's going through when go, somebody's going through trouble is just simply ask them so what part of God's word have you been spending time in well I just wanted to come to you make me feel better that's fine that's awesome you know what I mean Bless you, whatever. Get into God's word and get on some promises and, and begin to profess and speak. Come on, some of those things over your life. Amen. I've only done this a couple of times, but there have been a couple of times where people have said, man, I just really am struggling. I just got, you know what I mean? My marriage is falling apart or this addiction's really just, you know, t- taking me down. And, and I've only done this a couple of times. I should have done it a whole lot more. When they come and they want to talk to me, you know, I set aside an hour. I should do this every single time. Send them into this sanctuary for a half hour. Let them get things ironed out with God and then come talk to me. Because we need to prioritize where we go first. Amen. Now, listen, we need to go to, you know, God gives us one another and he certainly gives us people to be a voice in our life. But sometimes people just want to go to another person before they've ever taken their, their, their stuff to the Lord. And that's just crazy, right? Like, like, I'm not that good and you're not that good. You know what I mean? We need, you know, we're, our goodness is only the Lord's ability to work through us right? To use us. Like, I don't have anything but Jesus and him crucified to offer anybody. But guess what? You could go get that by yourself. And then maybe the conversation is a period of affirming what it is that the Lord shared with you the first 30 minutes of the visit. It's like, hey, what did God say? Well, he said this, this, this. Sounds good. Let's pray. You ready to make these decisions? Yep. You're going to make these? Absolutely. All right. Let's keep in contact. Easy. Until, you know, me spending a lot of time with not a great deal of ability trying to convince you. Amen. I'm telling you that the Lord is present in a time of need. Praise God. All right. So, um, you begin to speak godly thoughts and concepts. There's a shift that will, that will take place. I'm telling you this. When I was a young man, I didn't have a long-term vision for my life. I honestly could not see myself living beyond the age of 30. And so you know what I did as a young man? I did like terrible, terrible way to live. But I lived like I wasn't going to be an old man. And guess what? Now I'm fixing to turn 49. I know I still look like I'm 32, but but I'm fixing to turn 49 years old. And because I didn't take care of myself when I was a young man, I'm feeling it as an older man. And, And I'm just saying, how crazy is it? Like, I really did not think that I would live past the age of 30. And, and I'm just telling you this, that I would not be where I am today had I not chosen life. 
Like God's call is on my life. Like I am, I am moving in the purpose that God had planned for me. But guess what? There was a time where I had to choose it. You see, so many people in the church today, they want God just to do miracles without somebody choosing, you know what I mean, to, to, to change or to, or to redirect. And I'm just saying that there's no way I would be where I am, even though this is God's perfect plan for me, unless I would have made the choice to choose life. And the same thing is true with you. Come on, I'd be in a different place today. And I'm telling you what, as a pastor, I still get it wrong way too often. So I'm not saying once you begin choosing life that you're never going to make bad decisions because you are, unless you're just awesome. You know, I'm not that good. I, I still get it wrong, but I'm thankful that I know, like, there's a voice in my head. It's like, listen, I'm not happy with the fruit that I'm producing. I, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be thinking that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have gone there. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have, shouldn't have. But I'm telling you, it's that, it's that voice that redirects, amen, and, and guess what? You start choosing life again. Come on, that's good. Penny, give me another amen. I heard you. All right. Hallelujah. I love that. I want you to know today that if you'll choose life, you'll find it. If you choose blessing, you'll find it. If you choose freedom, you'll find it. The Bible says that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life to the full or life in its abundance. So if you choose life today, you'll find it. There was a study, I won't spend a lot of time on this, but there was a study that was done a while ago. And uh, Ikea did this study to kind of combat the bullying problem that, that are in our schools today. Kids picking on one another. And, and uh, bullying, you know, you don't have to be face-to-face to get bullied. The cyberbullying, it's a real deal and, and causing a lot of grief in a lot of families. And, but Ikea, they did this study. They took two plants. The plants were the same. They were, they were the same age. They were the same kind of plant. They put them in the same environment. You know, the same place, same room, adequate sunlight, food, water. And the only thing that they did is they put them in glass cases and they did a recording of uh, one plant. All, they, all, they, all that plant heard was words of affirmation and words of love and kindness and appreciation and those kinds of things. And the other plant, all it heard was anger and disturbance and chaos and vulgarity. And I don't know how much vulgarity there was. But anyway, it was just bad. It was just very, very, very bad. And at the end of 30 days... At the end of 30 days, there's this picture. The plant on the right is the plant that had the words that were just continually being, you know, love was being confirmed and, and, and joy and all of those things. And the one on the left, well, well, that was the one that was in the negative environment. The only difference was the words. I'm telling you what, there's power. He said, listen, I've set before you life and, and, and death, blessings and cursings. He says, now choose life. Number two is this, choosing life, listen now, this is a big one, choosing life does not require agreement. You don't have to agree with everybody to choose life. 
In fact, Tina and I, it's, it's hard to believe, but oftentimes we don't agree. And she's gotten better. We've been married like 26 years now. She's gotten, she's gotten better at, at coming up short and getting it wrong from time to time, you know? And uh, no, actually, she, <laughs> she's, she's right a lot more than I am, but I thought I would be funny. It really wasn't that funny, and I'm going to pay for it later. But I'm telling you, even in the middle of disagreeing with somebody, you can choose life. Even in the middle of frustration, you can choose life. There's a guy by the name of Rabbi Zacharias that, that, uh, that's gone to be with the Lord. And, and this guy, if you don't know who he is, I encourage you to YouTube him. But he's, a, he's an intellectual. Like, his thinking is so much higher than mine. In fact, I listen to people like this, and it physically hurts my brain. Like, it physically just it hurts I mean, he's, he's just a brilliant man, and he knows a, a lot about a lot of things. But he, what he does is he speaks to other intellectuals. Like, he's called, he's a high-level thinker. He's called to, you know, to minister to high-level thinkers. And he talks a lot about Jesus and the Bible and, and creation and just so many different things. And he goes to these college campuses amongst many other places that he goes, and he'll talk to professors, and he'll talk to students. And, and many of our colleges are being taught things that are contrary to what, you know, our Bible teaches, and contrary to what it is that, that we believe as Christians. And so what I love about Rabbi is he, he's able, come on, he has the ability, honestly, to destroy anybody that steps up behind the microphone because he's just, he's, he's brilliant. He was, he was a brilliant, brilliant man. But he doesn't. What he does is he chooses to always move out of love and out of respect. While he could destroy them intellectually, he loves them, he respects them, and then he just, he just challenges them with the truth. And people go away feeling pretty good about, about you know, losing a debate or, or you know, coming up, you know, wow, I didn't have an answer to this. And I honestly believe that this man's ministry has reached millions of people because of, of his approach and his, his willingness, Lord, uh, to have these conversations. And so once again, in your disagreement, you can still choose life. Come on, you can still stand for what it is that you believe and still choose life. I'm telling you, one of the biggest frustrations that I have recently, and honestly, there was a period of about two and a half months that I had to shut my Facebook down, and I would just get on it in the evenings. So many people were reaching out. Did you, did, did you, are you still on Facebook? Or did you, uh, I had so many people say, did you unfriend me? Because I can't find you. I'm like, no, I didn't unfriend you. I just shut my Facebook off. And the reason why I shut my Facebook off is because I was becoming overly frustrated at how Christians were handling themselves in the, in the time and the, and the crazy things that were being said in the time that we live in. I'm not saying don't have a strong belief system. I'm not saying that, listen, you shouldn't have some passion. But what I'm saying is, is that you can still choose life Come on, and have the position and the standpoint. Come on, we see this all throughout the Bible. Daniel, in a political environment, come on, he stood against the masses, and he still chose life. Joseph, the same. Paul, the same. Jesus, come on, he could have just got angry and upset and just, just destroyed everybody. 
But he chose life. He chose love. He chose, and, and, and come on, there, he gives us this great model, you know, to follow. And I'm just giving you permission this morning that if you don't like what you're seeing on social media, I'm giving you permission to unfollow that person that's causing you a great deal of distress and anger and frustration. Like it's better. You know what? There are people in our day and time that they follow people that they don't even like just so that they can load up on ammunition. Come on, so that the next time that they see them, they've got more points to argue. Can I just tell you this? What a waste of time. Spend all this time following somebody that you don't even like just so you've got a better arguing point. Come on, so you can really just, come on, what a waste of time. And also, that's choosing death. It's choosing death. There's no life in that. There's no life in that. You want to be blessed? Quit responding to negative people. And guess what? Use your your your. The, your belief system, can I just get everybody's attention just real quick? Whatever your belief system is, use it to go vote. Like, go vote. Like, if you really want, come on, your stance to make a difference, then, then don't be lazy and sleep in. Go vote. And this is what I would say. If you're worried about your vote counting, hand deliver the stinking thing. Right? Hand deliver it. But come on, if you really want to make a difference, let your voice be heard. All right, off of that. Others are afraid, potentially, to speak life because they're afraid that at the moment that they start speaking things about God and, and positive things and, you know, talking about, they're afraid that God's going to look down on them and say, who are you? Because you're not perfect. And I'm just saying you don't need to be perfect to speak life. You could still be a mess and, and getting it right and figuring things out and, and speak life. Come on. In fact, what God's going to do is he's going to look down. He's not going to ask, who are you? He's going to say, he's going to say there's my son. There's my daughter. Come on. There, there, there they are. Good for you. And God will begin to encourage you. And he will begin to you know, create space and potentially even give you a platform because he needs people that in the middle of of confusion will speak love and truth and life. Amen. I believe that God will use you to do that. I'm closing with this. You don't have to feel happy to worship. You don't have to earn the right to smile. You don't have to feel like forgiving and you can still forgive. You can smile and you can worship even when you don't feel like it. Come on. You can do things because it's the right thing to do. Jesus made some choices that he didn't feel like making. We talked about one of them. He really didn't feel like going to the cross. I'm certain of it. In fact, the Bible says that, that there was some real conflict that he was, he was dealing with in the garden. He was saying things like this. If there's any other way, let this cup of suffering pass from me. But he said, nonetheless, not my will, but yours be done. And I'm grateful for the cross of Jesus Christ this morning. In fact, it's the cross that saves. It's the cross that gives life. He said, I have come that you may have life and life abundantly. So I just want to talk to everybody just, just for a moment. You know, maybe you're here and maybe during the service today, whether it be through worship or the word or, or maybe God's been just kind of getting your attention over a period of time, but, you, but you're here 
and you would say about yourself that I've just kind of drifted from the Lord and, 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 and I've just kind of got, I've gotten sidetracked. I've put my attention on other things. There was a day where it was all about Jesus Christ and the cross of Christ and loving and serving people and sharing the good news with people. But I've just kind of, I've kind of gotten away from that and I'm identifying that. I'm just telling you this, that today is, is the day of salvation. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Today is the day where you can make a choice to go back and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Right? If you don't like the fruit that your life is producing, you can get off the train that you're on and get on his train. Amen? So I want you to know that you can make that decision. And then there are those maybe here that you've never, like you, you, if you were to pass away, you don't know if you'd be saved or not. And I'm just saying that that's a, that's a wild place to live in. It's like not knowing, come on, do I belong to Jesus you know, am I, am, I, am I saved and set free? Come on, because we know that this life that we're living right now, this isn't our home. In fact, Jesus said it best. He said, listen, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am and my Father is, that you might be there also. Amen? Like he is, he, there, this is, we're passing through. We're strangers in a strange land passing through. And if you were to pass from this life, and you, you don't know, come on, if you're going to be in eternity with the Lord. I'm telling you this, that you could know like today. What's the date today? What's the date? The 23rd of August. Like today, you can know that that was the day that I believed in my heart and I confessed with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. That was the day that I said, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, make me anew. I belong to you. Come on, August 23rd, 2020 is the day that you can mark down and say, you know what? I chose, I made the choice to live eternally by following Jesus. Amen? So I want to give you that opportunity. If there's somebody here, yeah, praise the Lord. If there's somebody here or if there's somebody online that you just, you know what I mean? You just, you, you don't know where you're at, but you know something needs to change. Jesus is your answer. So if you're here and you need to rededicate your life or you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time, all I'm going to do is just ask you just to right where you're at, raise your hands. Just raise your hands. To you online, uh, I know nobody is around, nobody can see, but just as an act of, of participation, right where you are, just go ahead and raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to know this, that so many things went into this decision. Number one, God loved you from the beginning. He loves you so much right now. So much that he gave his life for you, died on a cross so that you can live. But in and through the worship that we've experienced this morning and the word of God that goes out and doesn't return void, it's brought you to a place of decision. And I want you to know that you that raised your hand, it's the best decision you can ever make. You will never regret choosing Jesus. Amen. And I encourage you to enjoy the process. Enjoy the process of experiencing life in a new way. Praise God. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for today. God, individually, we just say, please forgive me of my sins. In fact, I just want everybody in your own way just to say that, God, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. And Jesus, Lord, we recognize that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There's no way 
to the Father but by the Son. There's no other name in heaven and earth whereby we, which we can be saved. His name is Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by him. So, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for loving us so much, laying down your life so that we can live. And I believe in my heart that you are who you say you are and that you've done what you've done. And I confess you with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come into my life and fill me with your your Holy Spirit. God, I pray for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost to be experienced as it's been experienced in the past, Lord. We need power. We need power. We need truth. We need love in greater measures, Lord. I'm just asking you that you do this great thing for the season that we find ourselves in. I thank you, Lord, for those that have made the decision both here and online. I thank you, Lord, for that decision to follow you, to trust you, believe in you, to walk with you, to allow you to be the boss of their life. And um, I thank you for that. And I just ask in Jesus' name that you bless them. Lord, for those that have not been baptized, Lord, I encourage them to, to step out into obedience and be baptized just like we're getting ready to baptize a young man today. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.